Hey there, I'm Sophie Dalton, life and business coach and head soulful warrior on a mission to help ambitious souls like yourself live a life more connected to their truth. In today's world, it's easy to to see so many people suffering from frustration, dissatisfaction, addiction, anxiety, depression, plateaued success, and just generally feeling out of place in their lives. It's my mission to show that these are all symptoms leading back to one cause, the degree to which people are living their truth. In this podcast, we go deep with industry experts, millionaires, wellness warriors, and my own personal stories to mine the truths that help us all live a powerfully soulful life. I hope you enjoy the episode and don't forget to give us a review, share it with your best friends, workplace or clients so that we can all heal together and remember who we are. So much love to you. I'll talk to you soon. Abby Walla, welcome to the Soulful Warrior Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here and for our guests to learn about you because as an actor and writer turned coach for entrepreneurs to help them be more confident on camera, I, I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about confidence. So thanks thank for being you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm an actor and a writer. I live in Los Angeles, and I had originally gotten into the entrepreneur world as sort of a side hustle on the side of my career, but I really came to love this entrepreneur community, and I built a digital agency on the side, and in being involved in this community, I realized that there is this huge gap in the marketplace where entrepreneurs and business owners know that they need to be on camera. They know that video is so huge on social media. They know that they're some of the highest converting ads and all this stuff. And yet they are terrified of being on camera. So this was an opportunity for me to really combine my passions of, you know, the on-camera acting world and then this entrepreneur world and start working with entrepreneurs to increase their confidence and authenticity on camera because these are people that have amazing stories to have to tell and so much impact that they can have if they're able to get over that fear of being on camera so that's really my mission is to help entrepreneurs be confident and authentic in telling their stories because then their audiences are you know going to be connect with them in a much more meaningful way they're going to follow their journeys they're going to want to learn from them and eventually they're going to want to buy from them I, that's, that's so important that it ends in, in uh, contributing to their business, obviously, but I think Mm -hmm. this is also such an important life skill, like really Mm -hmm. being able to show up as yourself and tell your story and, and just looking at your content and how you represent yourself online, you're clearly a very confident person that, 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 that doesn't like to be censored and that shows up (laughs) as yourself. So how did you... Like how were you always that confident or how do you build your confidence or what, mm-hmm. what's your process behind that? That's a good question. I think, um, yeah, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I guess I was like sort of precocious and had a, 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 a lot of attitude, <laughs> but I think over my career in the acting world, just getting really comfortable being on camera, comfortable talking to people, engaging with people. I I just, I love telling stories. I love connecting with people. I love hearing people's stories. And so I think that my confidence has definitely grown throughout, you know, being, having to, being in an industry where it's, I have to be on camera a lot or in front of people a lot. But I think even more so in the last, 
year, you know, uh, it's something that always evolves, I guess. I think that there's always levels of being more true to ourselves and more authentic as maybe we grow older or as certain life experiences happen. We just get more and more used to showing up as ourselves, ideally. And I think, you know, uh, I've gotten over, I still care like what people think and stuff, but I think I've gotten over um, caring too much about what people think and I'm able to just show up as myself, you know, 99.9% of the time. Yeah, that's so that's so cool and interesting to me about how the sometimes sometimes the people who are the most like gregarious or um oh my gosh, the opposite extroverted. Extroverted. <laughs> yeah. Um the the people who are most comfortable on camera are actually the ones who care the most about what other people think. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the skill of being able to like be loud and be the class clown. But to but to do it in a way in which you're actually showing up as yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I think the more that I get used to the, you know, in the entrepreneur world, I'm not playing a character like it's me. So it's a little bit different than the acting world, where you a little you have the mask of a character, or you have that protection where you're kind of like able to be in this character or tell someone else's story. But I've just had to get more and more used to showing up with my own story. And over the last year, I traveled, I did the film festival circuit with a film of mine. And it was just so much constant, um, that kind of like having to be on telling the story of our film, doing press, like all this stuff that I just got more and more used to talking about myself and my story, which sometimes is less interesting to me than talking about other people's stories or asking questions and stuff like that. So it's something I've just, I've had to practice. And over the last year, I've had a a lot of practice doing just because I was, you know, doing this sort of press tour. Yeah, that's so important to find to not only practice our own storytelling, but to, to understand why it's interesting <laughs> and that's such a, that's yeah. a cool practice for our own confidence like to see that your story because mm-hmm. when your story is just happening to you day by day of course you don't notice what's inspirational about it mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but so how do you like is that a tool that you do with the entrepreneurs that you coach Yes, definitely. So actually this week in our program, we're specifically breaking down storytelling and we're using a lot of different bigger names that people are used to seeing on stage or, you know, like uh, we broke down like a Tony Robbins clip or I prefer like Brene Brown and people like that where um, I really respond to their storytelling and breaking down a lot of the techniques that they're doing. But I think ultimately what it comes back to is everybody has a story and the best way to distinguish yourself in what feels like an oversaturated market is by being authentic and telling your story because you're the only one who can tell it. Um, You know, that's the best way to not have competition is to just be yourself and to be the best version of yourself. And so we work with the entrepreneurs and really encourage them to have that courage to be vulnerable and to talk about their stories and to see the value and the worth in their stories and to understand that sometimes the most challenging parts of our lives, the parts that 
maybe we are embarrassed to tell or we don't want people to know about our failures, those are the things that are actually most helpful to our audiences and to their audiences. And, and most of the entrepreneurs that we work with, you know, have Facebook groups or, you know, have a brand to an extent. And so, um, you know, they have people who are, who are watching and wanting to learn from them. And the more that they're able to be open with their journey and even where their journey is right now. So not necessarily like where they want to be, but where they are today and just being open and honest about that. It really has an amazing ripple effect on their communities because people then are able to watch them and be like, yeah, me too. Like, and, and really realize that other people are going through the same thing. So there's a lot of power in that. And specifically with the, with the not censoring yourself theme, I mm -hmm. I imagine that you would encounter a lot of very logical arguments for how people can't be themselves because they need to appeal to a certain market or, or things like that. And so mm -hmm. how do you, like, what, what is your response to that? I, I always just go back to authenticity because you can just tell when people are being authentic. And it's something that when I see people being their most authentic self, whether it's on stage or on, you know, YouTube or whatever, it gives me chills and it makes me want to be more authentic. Uh, and there's definitely, you know, there's certain like entrepreneurs, like I like to use Dan Henry as an example, who uh, he can be kind of an ass, but he's so authentic to himself. And even though he's successful now, he hasn't really changed what is authentic about himself. And I would way prefer watching someone who's a bit like coarse and edg edgy who is authentically that than somebody who's trying to sell me something or put on a face that they're somebody who they're not uh because you just you can just see that you know we're so used to we can just see right through that and even if we don't know what they're truly like we just see that there's a disconnect and we just don't vibe with it so it doesn't mean that you have to overshare on social media or that you have to share things that you are not ready to share or that are too personal. That's not what I'm saying, but just having the courage to be vulnerable and open about your journey in whatever way that that is for you. And that might evolve over time. There's definitely things that I don't divulge on social media that I maybe do with like close friends, but that doesn't mean that I'm not still showing up as my authentic self. Mm, I love that distinction. But I think I can just hear somebody saying like, okay, these examples of Tony Robbins and Brene and Dan Henry, the, like, those are awesome. But those are mm -hmm. people that have made it. So like, how am I supposed to be myself now and take that risk before I have, um, while I still need to make money mm -hmm. like right now? So I think that there are a couple things in that. One is that, um, so actually, so my, my boyfriend start is an entrepreneur and he started off doing, he does sales and he used to do cold calling from a utility closet because he didn't have Wi-Fi where he lived. And so he had to go to somebody else's house, to someone else's apartment and use like sit in their utility closet and do cold calling to build his agency. And he didn't have anything. He was starting from scratch and he just decided to start filming his journey and putting it on YouTube. Every time now that we go to conferences, people come up to him and they're like, wow, like you're the guy that was cold calling in the utility closet. They're like, that was amazing. Like watching where you started and watching where you are now. And now he's got a very successful coaching business, teaching sales. And there is something so powerful in that. Like the quality of the video is terrible. He was like, 
you know, uh, it, like it wasn't about production value. It was literally about documenting his journey from the bottom because he had this belief in himself that he was going to succeed and to grow out of the circumstances that he was in. And it's so powerful to be able to then like go back and watch those videos of where he started and that people followed his journey. And there's so much power in that. So I would say it doesn't matter where you are in your journey, you have something of value to share. And you just have to believe that there's other people who are going to relate to that. And, and it's okay if you mess up and that you if you document your mess ups and all of that stuff, that's just part of the journey. And people will love seeing you grow and really like get behind you and, and root for you. And in terms of like, the, the right kind of people will find you like don't be so afraid of like appealing to you you don't have to appeal to a max audience you just have to attract the right kind of people to you so you don't have to chase a certain kind of person you have to create content and authenticity so that the right kind of people then gravitate towards you mm, I love that and so how do you like how would you advise your people to strike the balance between sharing their 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 inevitable failures and mm -hmm. still feeling and looking like an authority in the thing that they want to be an authority in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, there's definitely a balance there. I think approaching it, if there are things that you are overcoming as you go, these might be little wins. So if you took action on something that you had been putting off and you got over your fear to do that, that's a win and they can be what seem like small wins um you know and and then if there are things that you want to keep for yourself that's certainly fine to do so um you know you kind of have to gauge for yourself what your comfort level is and and and, and maybe push your comfort level a little bit but uh yeah i mean being vulnerable and oversharing on social media are not necessarily the same thing but i think if you have some sort of a positive spin to it or something that people can learn from or you're just documenting the things that are your small wins, uh, th that's gonna be huge for other people. Cause a lot of times, you know, like somebody's like, maybe being like, I only, I only wanna learn from, you know, six figure earners or things like that. But really like a lot of times those people's lessons are not even things that people who are just starting out can implement. And so if they're seeing the things that you're implementing and you're having small wins on, you might just be two steps ahead of them, but that's enough for them because you're closer to where they are and they can be like following your journey and trying to implement things along with you. Mm, that's so true. That's so inspirational just for being where you're at. But, in, and I'm curious in your, as you, because you become an expert in this confidence and building confidence, what are some of the most common limitations and how do you get past them? Mm -hmm. A big thing in terms of on camera stuff specifically is we have a four step process that we teach all of our clients to go through before they even start filming. And it, it's, you know, about creating the content and uh, we actually really encourage people to rehearse so that by the time they get on camera, they are able to film it in three takes or less. 
because a big thing that we see that really hurts people's confidence is that they will, because entrepreneurs want everything to feel like they're doing it on the fly is something that we hear a lot. They'll, they'll work it out on camera. So they'll start recording and then have not at all practiced what they were doing and just expect that they're magically going to be able to do it when they're on camera. But then what happens is that they, they mess up saying their name and they stop and they start again, or they mess up, you know, halfway through and they stop and they start again. And then they mess up again and they stop and they start again. And then what they're actually doing is they're like, scrambling and short circuiting their brain uh, because of all this start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. And they don't ever really get into a flow. And then their confidence starts dropping like crazy. Their frustration is going through the roof and they're just feeling like they're failing. So a big part of what we like to teach is having the preparation process in place so that every time they're going to film a video, they know exactly what steps that they need to take and to get ready to film. And then by the time they turn the camera on, they're able to knock it out in three takes or less because anything above that, you're going to start to have your confidence dwindling. So a big part of it is just setting yourself up for success. Mm, that's so important. And what about the, what about the internal work behind the scenes? Like, like, do, do you use anything like affirmations or mirror mm -hmm. work or anything like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, different things work for different people. So it's something that you kind of have to try different things and, and see what resonates with most with you. I also, in addition to the things that you talked about, I love working with coaches. And so I do work like one-on-one -on -one with, um, she's a writing coach, but she's really like my all over kind of creativity coach. And she coaches me a lot on mindset stuff as well because that is really our biggest obstacle so much of the time is not talent, but, but mindset and the belief that we can do something. There's also a lot of really great books, podcasts, where you can, you know, if you're not in a position to be able to like afford a coach, there's plenty of people that you can be learning from. Like I mentioned, like Brene Brown, like that she has been huge for me in this past year. I'm like pretty obsessed with her. Uh, and I've been reading all of her books and I just really connect to this. Um, you know, I have it right on my desk next to me where she has this quote of you can choose courage or you can choose comfort, but you cannot have both. So for me, it's just reminding me always to take that step towards courage, whether I have the confidence or not but taking that step towards courage and not expecting myself to know everything to begin, but just taking that step and beginning and just trusting that I will figure things out as I go. I love that so much. And so when people are, or for yourself, like when you're making that step towards courage, I think that there's an expectation mm -hmm. that, that you should, especially in this like personal development area, that you should already feel confident enough for the thing to go well. But in my experience, mm. it's often like I'm often moving towards the thing that I'm most afraid of and, and I, and that I might have, you know, I mean, my confidence might be great one second and then another second I might have a flash of like a very real sounding story for why this isn't going to work out. Yeah. And the practice for me is to take action anyway. So I'm curious what that's like for you. Absolutely. And yeah, and just because I talk about confidence a lot, and I'm able to show up with confidence doesn't mean that I feel confident every moment. You know, I'm somebody that has always since I was a kid had anxiety. And it's something that, you know, I've really struggled with in a lot of ways and had to find tools to overcome. So 
just because I'm able to show up in, in a confident way doesn't mean that I feel that every second of every day. I certainly don't. And I definitely have doubts and I have fears. And I am somebody who leans towards perfectionism. So sometimes that gets in the way of me taking action. But again, that's like a big Brene Brown thing and, and, and other people as well. And something that I've been working with on my coach, with my coach and in building my business is how important imperfect action is. And really just giving myself a break, to be honest, like just taking imperfect action. And like I said, trusting that you're going to figure it out as you go, that things don't have to be perfect to start. And if you are, are waiting for them to be perfect or to feel 100% confident to take action, you will probably never take action. And so there are just times where, you know, whatever the quotes or the things that resonate with you, that you resonate with, you know, having them around your apartment or your house or on your phone. I have a whole album on my phone that's just like inspirational stuff that I'll see. And it's, you know, different quotes or images or things that I'll see online or from books. I'll take a snapshot if there's like a, a sentence or something that I really resonate with. And so sometimes I'm just like sitting there and I don't feel like I have the confidence to take action. And I'll be like, okay, there's got to be like somebody smarter than me has figured out like a quote or something that's going to help me get through this and I'll you know go look through that album on my phone and find something where I'm like okay cool like there's that's something I can hang on to right now and just repeat back to myself and and have that uh just belief in myself that I will figure it out as I go because I always do and if I mess up I will get back up again because I always do and things won't be perfect and that's okay and that people aren't expecting that of me and so you really, I, you know, you have to coach yourself through a lot of these things too. You have to be that positive person on your own shoulder and like parent yourself sometimes into, into taking action, even when you don't want to. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you shared that. Cause I, I do, I, I kind of said this at the beginning, but, but I was like the class clown in middle school and, and the kind of person that people would say what like how are you sure that you have a confidence issue mm. or that and, and it's not necessarily that that my whole life I've had confidence issues but I think um but the people pleasing in of, of like somebody who's who's an extrovert or somebody that wants to do a really good job like the people pleasing and perfectionism in do not work well for business mm, <laughs> and, absolutely and, for like really being productive and for making an impact and doing the whole um, Dan Henry thing and like really showing up as yourself so that people, so that you create, you know, you have the confidence to, to not just be an entertaining chameleon that, that people mm. like, but to actually have the strength to, to create a brand. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and I, I used to, I, I kept getting myself stuck because I thought, in the beginning, I was thinking that as an entrepreneur and as a coach that I should, I should be the one that is rock solid, mm. to, you know, before it was, if I'm going to help my clients with this. But then I realized that it's actually compassionate towards myself and to everyone else. If I take action in the face of my biggest fears, mm. because I'm, because as I do that action, not only am I becoming the person that they need me to be, but I'm, I'm engaging in the exact struggle that I'll be able to help them with. And, and I'm putting my service first for them. Mm -hmm. and, like we practice, you know, people talk about like all the manifest, I love all the manifesting talk, but for me, 
it makes the most sense to just pretend like a child would to just pretend to be that next level person and like what would she do she would have already made that scary call this morning and it would have been mm. <laughs> I love that yeah that's that's a great tip and I think you're you're right and sometimes we think because people are learning from us we have to have mastered that thing and you know all of the coaches that I have in my life have things that they're working on too like because we're all human at the end of the day and so we put a lot of these expectations on ourselves that are just not really fair and just because you haven't perfected something doesn't mean that you don't have value to teach others so I'm not saying go teach something that you don't know anything about but like obviously you're in a position to provide value and ultimately like your clients are going to emulate your actions, not just what you say. So if you're telling them to do something, but you're not walking that walk, they're not necessarily going to follow you. But if they see that you are actually walking that walk, you're taking imperfect action. You are facing your biggest fears and taking action anyway, like you were, you were talking about, they're going to be inspired by that. And they're going to start feeling like that's possible for themselves because ultimately courage is contagious. When we see people taking courage, uh, take like being courageous, we want to be that too. And so you can be that person for people around you. And it's not always easy. It's easy to talk about. It's not easy to do, but we just kind of have to buck up and do it anyway. Yes. And I, I think about the person in, in middle school, like the math genius who tried to teach you a math problem and they were just so impatient and didn't understand why, why you couldn't five um versus the person who who was also struggling with the math problem and they had just figured it out themselves and they were so excited to teach you exactly that's, that's like what's really happening with a lot of coaches is that like if it's something that you've struggled with or any kind of business really if it's something that you had to go through the trenches to learn about you know if you had to do your sales calls in a utility closet or whatever it is, then you're going to understand the difficulties that, that your people, your audience is likely to go through as well. Mm -hmm. And they will believe that more if you documented your journey, because they will Ooh. see that you like legitimately went through that. And so there's mm -hmm. a lot of like power and people getting to watch your come up to watch your rise. And ex the exact, the math, uh, tutor thing is such a perfect example. That's like exactly what I was talking about earlier in terms of you don't have to be at a certain level to be able to teach people. You just have to be like a couple steps ahead of where they are for them to be able to learn from you. And that's because it's going to be closer to resonating with them than somebody who is like an eight figure earner and doesn't even remember what struggling was like, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So what is the, I, I, I hear some pretty strong opinions on sharing like being vulnerable but also that people like to see scars not wounds like mm -hmm. that, that you can be too vulnerable and kind of be sharing your mess instead of having yet made it your message mm -hmm. so how do you help people walk that or figure that out for themselves yeah, I think that's going to be something a little bit different for everybody. Uh, and, and we're in this kind of interesting time right now with social media where, you know, and all these like reality shows and people just kind of uh, like, you know, uh, like Brene Brown uses the example of, you know, it's like live tweeting your bikini wax is not vulnerability. Like that's just oversharing. Like that's, you know, and there's this weird line right now where people are just kind of like, 
like just putting everything out there. So I think that's something you have to find for yourself. And there might be times where maybe you do a little bit overshare. I think, um, you know, a general, yeah, I don't, I don't have an exact answer for that because it's so different for everybody. But for me, I usually like to at least process something with people close to me before I would share it. Um, and so if I'm like right in the middle of something, maybe I would make a post about like in a lot of the groups that I'm in, like I'm struggling to like today or I'm struggling this week here, the things I'm struggling with. Um, I think that's, that's very fine to do and, and, ha and to reach out for that support if it's a trusted environment. But what you have to understand when you're doing something on social media is you can't necessarily like control who's going to respond to you. So if you're opening up about something, you also have to be mindful of like not letting everybody in. Like there are trolls and there are like, you know, people who may take advantage of that. So you also have to just be like, am I ready to put myself out there knowing that anybody and anyone can respond in whatever they see fit? Am I like prepared for that? Can I filter out like whose opinions are important and whose opinions are not important? And so that's something to be mindful too when you're deciding like what to share. Mm, that's so good. I, at the beginning, like when, when I first started creating engaging content, my test for myself was, does this make me want to vomit a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that, that was just like, um, nasty sayings that I was coming up with. Like, does this feel like, like too much and if it felt like mm -hmm. too much then I was like oh I have to expand I must post it mm -hmm. um, um and so and then sometimes like when I share stories it's it feels like therapy to actually do the sharing and mm -hmm. often often it's positive feedback and then sometimes I'll get somebody that's like oh you're really going through something and I'm like oh, that just wasn't for you because, because I was sharing, like you misunderstood that I was sharing from a place of strength, not, mm. um, not like neediness, um, which is of course my also like taking ownership of my, my storytelling ability. But, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's just so worth the journey, not just like, it's so cool how you do this, how you strategize to help it um, help this vulnerability turn into monetization, but also just like the personal confidence journey that's happening underneath this of like truly showing up more and more as your best self, mm -hmm. um, despite all this fear that we're talking about. It's really an exciting but horrible process. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's terrifying, uh, but it's important work and really what helps me, you know, and, and what I talk to a lot of the, our clients about is you know, by not putting themselves out there, who are they not helping? How, like, like, because they're minimizing their impact and they are playing it small by not putting themselves out there. Because mm -hmm. I work with people who have incredible stories and I think everybody has wonderful stories, but the entrepreneur community, especially like anybody who's an entrepreneur has overcome something major to be like, or has a story of being backed up into a corner and deciding to take control of their life in a different way. It's a very non-traditional path. And so entrepreneurs in particular have amazing stories of what led them to becoming an entrepreneur. And mm -hmm. so it's something where, you know, I really try to focus on impact with them. Like, yes, we want to monetize it. And yes, you will monetize it. 
but the first thing is, you know, stop playing it small. And by not doing video or not putting your story out there, like, what's the consequences of that? Who is, who are you not impacting because you won't put yourself out there? And Mm. we've all been impacted by people telling their stories. And so there's just so much power in that. There's power in representation of seeing somebody who's like you, who has gone through something. And even if people's circumstances aren't the same, people ultimately like just connect on an emotional level and people buy on an emotional level. They will buy from you versus somebody else who has the exact same program because they're connected to you, you personally and your story. And that's where the monetizing part comes, comes back is like, you know, there's kind of this idea in the entrepreneur community that there's like one way to be an entrepreneur. You've got to be this, like, you have to have a Lamborghini, like you have to have a mansion. And like, that's what being an entrepreneur looks like. You have to travel the world. And it's like, it just looks so different for everybody. And the more that you're able to, to share your story and have confidence and authenticity in, in what your version looks like, the more the, of these people are going to kind of come out of the woodwork and want to follow you and follow that because they gravitate towards authenticity. Man, that's so, so good. Can you share with us exactly what happens in your program, Crushing It on Camera? Yes. So um, we have a variety of techniques, like some of the, like I talked about, we have a four-step process that we take everyone through so that they have an exact process that they go through every time they have to film a video. And so there's, they don't have to, you know, have anxiety about how am I going to do this? Or is it going to take me 30 takes and two hours to film a two minute video, which is something that we hear a lot. And so they're able to really lean on what that four step process is. And it's very simple to follow and to implement. And then we also work a lot on storytelling and uh, different techniques and tactics that you can uh, use to have more impactful stories. And then of course, like I'm saying over and over again, is like, you know, we use examples from different people so that you can see the techniques happening. Um, but our whole thing is like finding your, your um, most personable, authentic self. A big thing we hear from the people that we work with as well is that when they're on camera, they are not as personable or they're more monotone. Their natural goofy personalities don't come out or their charisma. Or if somebody's an introvert, they're, um, think that people maybe don't want to watch them on camera because they're not as maybe quote unquote entertaining or they don't think they're as entertaining as maybe an extrovert is. So we really help people hone their personal charisma and finding their best version and a way to really just like, it's not, we're not trying to teach people to add something on top of themselves. We're trying to chip away to like open up their most natural self. So we're trying to chip away at those fears and those preconceived notions and all the things that are getting in the way of them being able to show up as themselves. So we're trying to chip all that stuff away in our program. And then we do go over more specific things like the different platforms and the different requirements on different platforms and the different type of content and things that you can do. But ultimately, you know, we cover equipment, stuff like that. But like, I would rather like somebody shoot something on an iPhone and be like super confident and authentic than have an amazing studio set up and then be like boring or fake. So, yeah. you know, equipment and all of that stuff, I feel like is something to work up to that will only enhance what you're doing if you already have that confidence and authenticity, but it doesn't 
but it doesn't mask if you don't have that stuff. So we really are focusing on, on the you part of it. And that's something that uh, really applies like across the board to their careers too. Like, yes, it helps with all the video stuff, which is what we focus on. But also a lot of these people, if you have to show up and do sales calls or you have to pitch clients or you have to go do a presentation, this confidence is going to spread into all the areas of your life so that you, like you're saying, you're, you're more used to showing up as yourself. Oh my gosh. I just love how you described like the real work that's happening under that, how you're, the, the work is that you're revealing who they already are and that who they already are is going to be the person that builds their brand getting mm-hmm. results in their business yeah because you're enough oh, so I mean that's good. the biggest thing is like people just feel like they're not enough and they have to put all these they have to have all the fancy equipment or they have to like you know have the Lamborghini or have this or have that or I will tell my story when I reach this certain level or I will tell my story when I feel 100% confident or I will tell my story when and we fill in all these whens well that's too late. Like now is the time you are enough, like where you already are right now. And so we just want to help people realize that. And so that they are able to show up as themselves and, and have this ripple effect of impact to their, to, to their communities and beyond. That, and I imagine that that's great for people's dating lives. <laughs> yes. All of this can be applied to Tinder as well. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be like in your in your like surprise bonus yeah <laughs> in week seven um yeah that, yeah. that I mean like I said all areas of your life if you're showing up as yourself you're gonna attract the right kind of people across the board mm-hmm. well thank you so much for coming on here and sharing all of your wisdom it was really amazing to get to know your story and some of the how behind what it is that you do so where can people follow you and and where should they go to sign up Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for having me. You asked such good questions. So this has been a really fun conversation. For our Crushing It on Camera program, you can go to crushingitoncamera.com. Right now, um, it's going to a wait list where you can sign up when we reopen it. And so, or maybe by the time you hear this, maybe it's already opened up again. So that's going to be the hub for that. And then if you want to find me on Facebook, it's Abby Walla. So you can friend me or send me a message. Let me know that you, you heard me on here and I'd be happy to connect. Great. Well, thank you so much, Abby. We obviously put all those links in the show notes and I look forward to seeing what you do next. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me. Hey there, my wonderful soulful warrior. I so hope that you enjoyed listening to that conversation because recording them and creating these podcasts is absolutely one of my favorite things to do. It's a huge part of my purpose to share these messages, share these conversations so that we can all become a little more soulful together. But before you go, I need you to know that there's an opportunity to work with me one-on-one. If you are feeling dissatisfied or if you're noticing yourself get stuck knowing what you need to do and just not being able to take the action steps to make it happen, if you're getting stuck in analysis paralysis and anxiety about whether or not it will all work out, if you're coming up with a million reasons and to-do lists of things you need to do before you can actually take action on what you need to do, if you're busy in action and never seeing results, if you notice yourself getting short with your family because you're so stressed out trying to make things happen in your personal or professional life, if you've been sacrificing your health and fitness as an effort in an effort to get more done only to not make any progress, 
If you're tired of putting everyone else before yourself and never getting to a point where you can actually feel the way that you want to feel, if you feel completely unseen by your coworkers, clients, followers, partner, or even family, and want to finally be recognized for who you are, if you see yourself headed towards burnout, divorce, business failure, an unhealthy relationship with your children or friends, or any other form of self-sabotage, Or if you've started to notice that no matter how much you accomplish on the outside and how great things look on the outside, it doesn't change how you feel on the inside, then I am here for you. It is time for you to change things and finally feel seen so that you can create a life that lights you up and enables you to finally be the person that you want to be. Don't let yourself stay small in a business, career, relationship, or personal life that makes you feel unseen for who you actually are. You are meant to feel confident in your skin and radiant in who you are. It's time for you to remember the essence of what you're meant to be. And it's my superpower to help see you for your truth and then give you the loving kick in the bum required to become that person that you most want to be. I love you and I'm so excited to guide you into the full realization of your greatness. Email me at sophie at sofalexcellence.com for private coaching inquiries. Private coaching inquiries. (laughs) The link is in this podcast description. And remember that it's soulful with two L's. Email me. Let me know whatever questions you have. We'll jump on a no pressure phone call. It's truly my purpose, my dharma, my mission to serve you. And there are so many people in the world right now who are are living separate from their purpose, separate from their divinity, separate from what they're here, what they've been meant to do. And the way that this presents itself to you is in discomfort, dissatisfaction, anxiety, depression, frustration, health problems. All of these things are symptoms of you not being centered in your purpose. Okay, it's my superpower to awaken you to your greatness and to help you structure a lifestyle that makes it easy for you to live it day in and day out. All right. I love you so much. Send me that email. Let me know your questions. I am here for you. And together we're going to create a life that is going to honestly blow you and your loved ones away. I love you so much. Hope you have a great day. Whoops, one more thing before you go. If you enjoyed the episode, which I'm of course assuming that you did, please go ahead, open up your Apple Podcast app, type in Soulful Warrior Podcast and give us that big juicy five-star rating so that more people can hear the message that they are not alone and that their dreams and inner peace are worth fighting for. I would love to continue to develop our friendship by having you learn all about my personal life and joining my email list. Okay, obviously it's not just about my personal life, but I do use my raw personal experiences to share tips, tricks, and lessons to support you to live a more soulful, self-actualized life. Go to soulfulwarrior.com, two L's in the full, to sign up to get those soulful nuggets being sent to your inbox. You can also follow me on Facebook as Sophie Dalton and on Instagram as Soulful Warrior Podcast. All the links are in the show notes to make it super easy for you to click on over and join the party. Thanks again so much for signing yourself up for the Soulful Warrior journey. The more people we have on this earth living more fulfilled, awesome lives, the better our world will be. I'm sending you all my love and thank you again for showing up for yourself.